This is Reimagine Law, a podcast about legal education and careers to help students navigate their career choices. Welcome back to our skill set, and this time we're talking about resilience and agility. And I'm here joined with Nigel and Simon. So let's kick off. What is resilience? What do we mean by that? Hmm. Okay, well, I'll, I'll share a thought first, friend. What comes into my mind immediately is bouncing back. So bouncing back when perhaps you've, you've done something that's tricky or, or you've had a tricky experience. That would, that would be one thought, Fran, for this kick off with. Yeah, I love the term bounce back ability. Um, uh, and it's about bouncing back stronger as well. And, and the key to stronger is that, you know, it's not kind of stronger. It's about learning from it, you know, and, and, and I think that's a really important part of, of resilience. We're always going to get knocked down. You know, things are never... We're not going to go through life and never fail at anything. So it's that ability to learn, I think, from what's happened. Um, that's where the bounce back stronger for me comes from um, that, that you've learned. I want to mix it up a little bit and just suggest that perhaps you could be resilient from positive experiences as well. You know, imagine if you're promoted and that starts to bring more pressure and stress. Does that also require a level of resilience? Fran, Fran that's a really interesting thought. And I think the way we've hinted in a few of these skill things about the way you think about something. And I think, as you just said about the optimism point, perhaps there's a phrase in your, to keep in your head of, and what could go right about this? Or how could this go right? As well as, as you say, being a bit worried about something sometimes. And Simon, just on your thought of failure, actually, it made me think of that, that fun thing we sometimes say of the word fail, F-A-I-L, you know, think of it as first attempt in learning. And, and that point of actually having a learning mindset as well, which is quite fun as well. So how would our listeners help build their resilience? Um, we've all lived through COVID or living through COVID. So to some extent, that's the obvious example. But what kinds of characteristics or traits might somebody who has a resilient character also have? Yeah, I, th- I think that's I, I think it's something you can learn. Yeah, I think that's really important as well. It's not something you're born with. Um, or have to be born with but but in terms of how you develop it again I'm going to look at it from a slightly different standpoint be really adventurous in what you set out to do because you will fail more often and if you fail more often and seek to learn from it you will become more effective but also you will become more resilient we talk a lot about fail fast and learn fast my team's go oh god that didn't work I'm like listen I've got no problem with it not working means you were trying something new you know, absolutely great. I do then say, just don't make the same mistake again, you know, learn from it. And I've got no issue. So in a funny kind of way, you know, um, find, find, set yourself up for things you're not quite sure you're going to be able to deliver on, because that will provide you opportunities to learn. I think it's a great thought. And I was just thinking of some practical things that, that people could try. I think, Simon, you've given them some a great point already, just trying something new or or, you know, sometimes when I think we're given like a, a project to do and sometimes there's, oh, and if you want to, you could also try this bit as well. Or you could try doing a bit of an extension thing here or a bit something different. Go for it and try it. Because it's, the, as you say, Simon, on the learning point, that is when you will learn about yourself. You know, I've done so many sessions where I always used to ask this question in a session for the leaders as they came through. And I said, oh, and by the way, when did you learn most in your career? And every time they would say, do you know what? It was when I was thrown in the deep end or when I tried something for the first time. They always, always say that. So you're absolutely right, Simon. The best way to build resilience is to see something as a challenge, but to something, hey, I want to have a go at that. 
Um, Forbes uh, came up with a few characteristics um, and a few traits that different people have um, who have resilience. And one was to have an, an op optimism, so an optimistic mindset and have a focus on the end goal and, and also humour, which I thought was quite interesting. I wouldn't have necessarily thought that humour was a way to develop and to build um, resilience. Um, often mentors or coaches being involved in someone's experience. And I know, Nigel, you're a big advocate um, of coaching. Um, but that idea of a support network is perhaps something that we can all get behind to help us in moments when we need to be um, resilient. Um, and also this idea of having a, a bigger and a, a grander set of values or morals and that end goal, that larger piece that's bigger than the incident that you're bouncing back from. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's so many great points in, in there that, that you reference. I, I, nice, I'm sure you'll talk about that mentoring piece, but but it also links in, I think, to one of the other skills episodes we're doing around collaborating. You know, get feedback from others about why, you know, things didn't quite work or why did they work? Come back to your point about, you know, become more resilient through, the, the, through things that, that go well. I think humour is a really great one. I, I think to kind of last stuff off, um, is a great way of helping you move forward um, because, you know, it, it happens to everybody. You're the, the most successful people. What's that? Thomas Edison and his light bulb. I found a thousand ways that light bulb wouldn't work to, to find a way that, that, that it would work. I'm terribly misquoting. But you, you get the point. It's those things that are important. Now, optimism piece, I challenge that a little bit, I think, because the worry I think I, I have of that one is if you're not an optimist, you can't be resilient. So I think I'd probably challenge Forbes on that one. You know, we are who we are uh, as people. Uh, and I think it's finding ways. Should we develop optimism to be forward thinking? <laughs> that would work. Because that might be more all encompassing. Yeah, great point. Yeah, what about the mentoring piece, Nigel? Because I know that's something you're really passionate about. Yeah, I think I, I've always seen a massive value in, 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 absolutely in terms of resilience thing here that, that we're talking about in, in this episode. The point around... Where can, I, where can I connect with someone who's seen that next horizon that I'm looking at? And I think that thought of actually, who's two or three years ahead of me? And I think when we decide, it's a really good point, Simon, the way that I often found mentoring sort of structures worked really well, and, and especially from the mentees, from the junior person, was that it was really helpful to have that point of view of um, someone who had tried that thing before, who was a few years ahead of me. Actually, on one of the degrees we do, we have some students go into a, a firm on a placement assignment. And one of the things they said was, oh, do you know what was one of the most fascinating things? I was sitting next to someone a few years ahead of me and they had this lovely face said, and it was like a snapshot into my future. And it was a lovely way of thinking about it, but it was a lovely phrase. It was almost saying the power of actually being able to chat through with someone, it made me much more resilient and gave me a sense of, it's okay. Actually, I can see a future here. And they often say, don't they, that that almost thing of picturing or imagining that either things that, you know, visualization, imagining yourself succeeding at something or imagining yourself. And they said it was great because actually I could sit there and imagine myself in a few years time being in that seat. Uh, a part of this is also about accepting and knowing who you are, um, including what your own limitations are so that you know how far you can go within certain boundaries, but being creative and forward thinking to stretch what you think those limitations are. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and I think the other piece about, you know, engaging with talking to people who've kind of that, that bit further on, you can learn from their experiences. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in if I think about the various people I've worked with over the years and, and bosses I've had, um, I, God, I always whenever I re catch up with them, I'm always saying to them, 
you know, I learned loads of stuff from you, of good stuff that you do, but also not so great stuff that you've done. So it's that learning from, from, from other people is really useful. And the other piece, I think the advantage of connecting with people a bit that, that bit further ahead is, is they will, if you've got a good relationship with them, they'll share their failures along the way. And I think that just helps us feel a bit better when we come across those failures ourselves and that enables us to be, to, to be more resilient um, uh, because we know other people who've been on a similar journey that we're about to go on have had hurdles that they've tripped on uh, along the way. Simon, just to move us on to agility, if, if I can, how does that resilient mindset and learning from others link with having greater agility in the workplace? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a really great point. And if I maybe try and link it back to the beginning, that bounce back ability is bounce back in a slightly different direction. You know, so there's that expression about beating your head against the wall, you know, or if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. So part of that agility is just finding a slightly different way to then reapproach it, which comes back to the, you know, the, the creativity podcast that we talked about. It's find a different way. The place you're trying to get to is the same. That route didn't work. So bounce back, but bounce back at a slightly different angle to approach it a different way. And I think that's where the agility can come in. Running water down a garden path of stones and it finding a different route. That's a, that's what immediately comes to my mind. Yeah, Nigel. Couldn't agree more. I mean, the, the agility point's really interesting, I think, um, Simon and Fran, because going back to, to skill sets, and I'm thinking, you know, clients are often asking firms for this, organizations are trying to find this. And, and as you know, if someone says in an interview again, you know, just think of that, you know, well, give me an example of where you've shown agility. I think as you say, Simon, that idea of, well, actually, I tried something two different ways, actually. And we, we thought of doing a project and actually we were doing a project at school or I was doing a project here now at college. And actually, we just thought of three different options of doing it. And, and boy, did I learn from doing that because one of them was massively outside my comfort zone. And so I had a go at it. And yeah, it went OK. But actually, but at least I'm developing my mindset of do you know what? I can think of different ways of trying something. And I think that agile, that agility point, you know, that, that's where I see it, Fran. Fantastic. And I think the main takeaway from this episode is really that failure can be a positive thing. It doesn't have to be viewed in that negative way. Yeah. Um, and we all have visions of ping pong balls bouncing around um, after listening to this. Brilliant. Thanks ever so much. 